little vibes. My voice is back. BJ's back. Mo's back. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. Mr. Armstrong, how was your Thanksgiving and how was your weekend? Oh, man. Thanks for asking, Mo. Thanksgiving was great. Family, friends, good food. So it was all good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. How how, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? I know you were recovering a little bit. Man, I, I, I... As you know me, I'm always on the ball. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching every game. I'm doing everything mm-hmm. all the time. I could barely leave my bed. I tried to go and watch a basketball game. I went to watch um, two college teams that were over here playing in London. Oh, okay. Okay. It was West Point and it was Manhattan, something, the Jaspers from Manhattan. Um, okay. And then I had to leave before the second game, which was Northeastern versus Princeton. Um I went to see that and I felt absolutely awful the whole time. But I did have a really nice time because as I was sat there in the crowd, um, you know, just enjoying the game normally, I had a, a, a couple came and approached me. They were a little bit older. You know, they were more in kind of your age range, BJ. And they said, hi, Mo. <laughs> we, we just, you know, because I get, I get a lot of love from the people and I appreciate it. But usually it's like teenagers, mm. you know, it's usually just teenagers. And, mm. you know, people are like 20s, 30s. So it was a bit of a different demographic to... The people I usually cross paths with, you know, because I'm not usually mm-hmm. in places where people of that range may be. So they came mm-hmm. up to me and they mm-hmm. said, hey, Mo, just want to say how much we enjoy watching you on TV and seeing your shows and stuff. We're huge Boston Celtics fans. We've been going to Boston for the last 15 years to watch the Celtics because we went once by accident and fell in love with it. So I just wanted to big up to them because that was really nice. Have some fellow Celtics fans in the UK showing love. We appreciate you. Well, you're not wearing green or long. How about that, Mo? You're, you're, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> you're not wearing green. So that that's awesome. And look, Celtics are really good. So it's good right now to be a Celtics fan. Hey, man, it's not a bad time. I mean, we could talk about them. We could we could talk about them because you know, sitting pretty at the top of the standings, fifteen and four. Is life is pretty good. Life is pretty good. However, your Pistons, 5-16. and 16. But the team that I wanted to check in with you about is the team that we were both really excited to watch, the Utah Jazz. Because right. as great as their season started, they've been having a tough time recently. They've been coming back down to earth. They lost to the Suns, which can be expected. It was a really close one. They lost to the Warriors. They lost to your Pistons as the Pistons picked up their mm-hmm, fifth win of the mm-hmm. year. They lost to the Clippers. And uh, mm-hmm. they lost to the Knicks. They lost to the Sixers. They lost to the Wizards. So they've been on a little bad run of form. They won a couple of games in between those losses. But uh, do you think they're finally coming back to earth? Or do you think that they can regain their form and get back to what we see throughout the season? Or is it now fire up the tank, full steam ahead for Victor Wembanyama? Because he, I don't know if you've been watching some of his games. He had 30 it, yesterday. It, 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 he's, yeah, he's been yeah, doing he's, his thing. He, he's a machine. Well, I can say this about Utah. Yes, they've been losing games as of late. But you know what's been interesting, Mo? They've been in every game. They have been very competitive. Many of these games, just like last night's game, goes right down to the wire. They're right in the game, right to the final minute. I know Chris Paul wasn't playing. However, the Utah Jazz are playing great. They lose to Detroit Pistons. They could have easily won that game. I watched them when they were here in L.A. against the Clippers. Could have won that game. 
you know, th- this is this is a team that's being very competitive. I like what Danny Ainge has done. I like what they're doing. I like the style and the brand of basketball they're playing. Um, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot, cr- lot of credit for what they've done as far as organizing the players. But I want to give the, the most credit to those players. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, Kelly Olenek, uh, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt. Colin Sexton. You know, Young Bull is playing. You know, the one night I watched him, I think he had a career high in assists. Uh-huh. You know, Taylor Horton. You know, th- those guys are playing. They're playing hard. And I didn't expect them to be this competitive, let alone win games. So I think they are – I think they are on schedule. I think they are really ahead of schedule in many regards. They're competitive. And you can see how talented this team could be. They have a nice group. I think Danny has acquired, you know, a lot of draft picks, which will give him some flexibility. I don't think Utah, I don't think Utah will ever be a free agent destination. However, <laughs> Well, if we go there no, for All Star Weekend, yeah, I mean, we turn up the city, maybe. Yeah, I, I, and and I and I'm saying that respectfully because, you know, you just can't compete with L.A., Boston, Chicago, Ooh, New to York. Be fair, to be fair, Boston's not a free agent. The only free agents Boston's ever had is Al Horford and Gordon Hayward, and Gordon Hayward doesn't even well, really I, count because he came from Brad Stevens, I mean, not for the city of Boston. Boston's never but, had a big free agent except for Al Horford. Boston has always been a place where they will get a player, whether it was a Bill Walton or a player that could see an opportunity to win and win and would go there. So I just think in Utah, I like what they've done. I really do. I, I think they, I think the fan base there, they're, you know, I think they have a great fan base because of all the winning, you know, Jerry Sloan and Carl Malone and John Stockton and Thurl Bailey and all of those guys who've, who've really built, you know, a solid foundation as far as what to expect in Utah. And now you're down there and you're watching them. And I think everybody in the league at the beginning of the season, myself included, thought, ah, okay, they they are, let's just say they're taking a look at their young talent. Okay. That's how we'll put it here. That's how we'll frame it. <laughs> and suddenly, <laughs> I mean, Lori Barkadin and, and company came out, they just came out, they just came out smoking. And um, but they're competitive. So I expect them is they continue to play hard like they're playing. I think they'll win their fair share of games. So I want to give those guys credit and uh, for playing and and, and playing. So they're think, playing above their talent right you now. You think I it's just say. a rough stretch or do you think, you know, that they're going to bounce back and continue or maybe be in the middle of the pack team or do you think they're going to well, eventually just drop out to the bottom half of the West? Well, you know, you know, when you play in the NBA and you start winning and you start receiving individual awards and, you know, guys player of the week, you go, Oh, 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 okay. Moe's player of the week. Oh, let me see what that's all about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, they won five in a row. Oh, let me see what's going on there. So mm-hmm. suddenly no one was looking out for Utah and all of a sudden they started winning and Laurie marketing was people like us. We said in here on the show, he might, he was in the MVP conversation maybe at the first yep, yeah, first few weeks. weeks of the season, right? You know, Laurie Bird, you know, all yep. the things. And he, deservingly so. Okay. He was he was playing out of his mind. I mean, he yeah. was playing, yeah. he was playing incredible. Okay. And then they're winning. And then you look at the standings, right? You're playing, you're playing, and all of a sudden you look at the standings and the Utah Jazz had the best record in the league at one point. Yep. 
best record in the Western Conference. And you go, mm-hmm. oh, this is a good team. So they weren't sneaking up on anyone. Not that you want to sneak up on anyone, but now they got your attention. So I think now teams are saying, oh, this is the this is one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league record-wise. Let me get let me see. Let me check it out. Yeah. And I think I think in the end, after 82 games, I think it'll all fall into where it's supposed to be. But give them credit. They came out and they played and uh, they played a winning brand of basketball. And I still think they're doing it right now, even though they've lost a few in a row. Yeah, I think it's tougher challenges now. I think at the start of the year, a lot of teams would have come out and thought, well, the Jazz are trying to tank. This is going to be an easy win. And they got proven wrong. And I think this season, almost more than any other, there's almost no guaranteed wins on the schedule. Every team is going to come out and every team is going to play hard. Now, BJ, do you have a game of the weekend that you saw that really caught your eye? Because I've got one that I really need to talk about. I've got one game that I really need to talk about. Can you guess which game I'm talking about? Nothing really stood out to me. Um, you know, the only game that I, I watched on Friday, which was interesting, was I watched Detroit and Phoenix on it's Friday It's always Detroit. Night. No, no, no. no, no, no. This was way <laughs> yeah, more interesting me. than Detroit. I'm so sorry. Okay, but no no game really stood out to me that, just, okay. that stood out. Okay. You must have been too high on Detroit's basketball because the Rockets and the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, no. I I, I turned that game off. <laughs> I, I turned that game off. No. Did you see what happened in this, that game? This, this is, yeah, I saw what happened, and that's why I turned it off. So this is most segment. I have no comment about so, that game. But I, I game, will listen to what you have to the, say. The Hawks were up, and the Hawks were playing well. Mm-hmm. And DeJounte Murray, mm-hmm. as we saw him do in the offseason, he likes to mm-hmm. go at young players. I've noticed this. He just goes at rookies. He just got with the Paolo... Now he was going at Jabari Smith Jr. in this one. He called Jabari Smith Jr. too small, even though I'm pretty sure he's like almost seven foot. And he's going at all of these guys. He's, I think he slapped someone on the back of the head after, after they were facing the other way. Things got a little heated between the teams. Anyway, the Hawks ended up losing the game. After all of that trash talk, all the showboating, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, da, 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 they ended up losing. So it's just a reminder that in this league, Anyone can get humbled at any time. There's no guaranteed wins on the roster. Credit to the Houston Rockets for doing a great job with their comeback. You know, they put up a big fourth quarter in there. So it was just Mm -hmm. funny to me. It was just funny to me because DeJounte Murray, usually fans love when players talk trash and showboat and put on a show. But every time he tries to do it, he just ends up looking a fool. Now, I'm a big fan of DeJounte's game. I think he's a fantastic player. But during the summer when he was trying to pick on the rookie or guys that aren't even in the league, now he's trying to pick on these kids in Houston and ends up losing the game. It's just funny to me. It's it's just funny. Because if you're going to talk trash and do all that showboating stuff, you've got to be able to back it up. So that was interesting. Well, me. I mean, I mean, okay. Well, you know, I, it depends on how you look at the trash talking. I mean, him to his, you know, I don't know, his credit or what have you. I mean, those those guys combined for like 83 points or something. Him and Trey Young. Okay. Yeah. And a loss. I mean, hey, 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 hey. He backed up something. You know, he might have not won the game, yeah. but individually. BJ, you know how I feel about stats and a loss. Man, that's I okay, wish, but you, I wish there was a website. Just, just, I wish there was a database that only counted stats from games that people win. So if you put up big that's numbers okay. in a loss, that just doesn't get added. That's what I want. That's what I want for Christmas. Yeah, and that, that's okay. Be my guest. However, when you talk trash, it's the game within the game. Okay, that's how trash talking works. Mm-hmm. 
it, trash talking doesn't go, you know, my locker room to your locker room. That's called bulletin board material. All right. Well, that's not what they used to call. I don't know what they call it now. Mm -hmm. That's Twitter, Twitter account or whatever. When you talk to another team, I mean, think about this. Think about this. Here we are in 2022. Who would you consider right now an NBA rivalry? We had this conversation the other day, didn't we? I know. I think we had yeah, it off air. That's what I'm I saying. Was it on air or was it off air? It was right. on air. So, and, and there is none. Okay, no so there is ones. none. Exactly. So the fact that you have a player going at another player, to me, I find that way more fascinating than just guys playing. All right? right I, I also now, find it fascinating. You know, but but if you're going to do yeah, it, do it against and, someone who's not a 19-year-old playing on the Houston Rockets. Well, yeah. Why don't you go well, do that with LeBron? We don't know what's being said there. See, that's the, that's the thing. When you are a young player, when you are a young player, you got to test these guys to see if they're, you know, on the top of their game. And I have every reason to believe that Jalen Green... <laughs> Jalen Green, who, Kevin was, Porter, who was waving to Trey Young as Trey Young walked off. Yeah, the court. that's what I said. And I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. and all of these guys, like just watching them. Matthews. Yeah, just watching those guys. You know, I saw one of those guys. Can't remember which one it was. Was talking trash to Steph Curry. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I think. I don't know which one. Now I respect that. I respect young guys. I remember when I was an older guy. Guys. We're talking to me. I, you, you know, hey. That's your gangster, OG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I remember when I came into the league, I wanted to see if this guy was as good as everybody said. That's just the way the game works. Mm -hmm. So I respect that. I And the fact that Deontay Murray, Deontay Murray had, what, 30-something in this game? Yeah, right? him and Trey he had, had 30, 83 together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something was ridiculous. So I respect what was going on. Now, you would have liked to shut it all down by winning the game but they they put up some pretty good numbers and i think one of them i i don't know which one of Jalen green had 30 or something so you know i, I this, this is great this is good for the game get you know if you if you're telling me houston doesn't like atlanta that the team doesn't like that team you know what mo i'll check in but all of the the showboating and all that i'm not really interested in that but i do like the fact that those young guys, and I do like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter. You know why I like them? Yep. They 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 show up. You know what? They may not always win the game, but they come in and they compete. And when I say compete, they're gonna try you. And you got to mm -hmm. come in and, and and really. And that's how you're supposed to be when you're a young team. Your young guys should play with this with a certain amount of moxie, and they're brash, and they're young. And listen, that that's. That's the NBA, and you know, good for them. Good, for, good for the Houston Rockets. Man, I liked it. It's, it's always, it's always great fun watching that young team ball out. Um, over the weekend as well, there was another good game that I enjoyed watching. It was Dallas versus the Toronto Raptors. It was a nice early tip off for UK yeah, fans on yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, and I want to make a case right here. I believe that this season, OG Ananobi deserves a spot in the All Stars team. All-star team. What team? I need a trick. The all-star team. OG and oh, that's, that's a big statement, man. That's a big statement, mm -hmm. Oh, come on. Mo, Have you been watching what he's but been I'll, doing? I'll let you. Well, that's a big statement. He's been the best player for the Raptors on both ends of the court. He went and guarded Luka okay. Doncic and then outscored Luka Doncic. 
He's leading the he's NBA good. in steals. He's guarding the opponent team's best player night in and night out and doing an excellent job on them. And on, on the other side of the court, with no Pascal Siakam, Scott Barnes has been in and out of the lineup with injuries. He's been leading the team on offense. He's been able to create his own shots. He's been knocking down shots when he gets the ball on the wings. He has been an absolute joy to watch. And I think if you watch Toronto Raptors, you watch OG, he's a winning player. He's been doing a great job, especially without Siakam there. And I think that he is worthy of a spot in the All-Star team. Because what's crazy, BJ, it's the 27th of November today when we're recording this. All-Star voting opens in less than a month, which is kind of wild. You get a whole two months of All-Star voting before the game. And I want to put one out there and say that I think OG has been born out and that he deserves a spot on that team. Well, what I will say is this. I mean, and, I, and I'm a fan of OG, right? That he's playing well and he's he's been consistent. You know, he's always played hard. He's always taken on the challenge, and he is without question a, you know, I, I think he's a championship caliber player on a championship caliber team. I really do. I think he's a piece. You know, the, the thing about the NBA, it's something that we, we need to, you know, the first 24, 25 games or so, as you hear me say, that's the fill out. Let's see who's who and what's what. If it's one thing that we learned last year, which it was a re, it was a great reminder and it was humbling to all of us, right? We take those 24, 25 games and then we say, this is what it is. Or, you know, that's the so-called, you know, basketball experts or people who watch the game closely. The Boston Celtics humbled everyone last year to say, basketball really doesn't start to after the new year. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's levels to this, right? The Celtics last year, after the new year, they, they began to play at a level that, you know, now has, you know, really kind of just, they, they just kind of fell into it, you know, at the start of this year. There's levels to this. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because what I don't want to do is when Siakam comes back, his role is going to change. When Van Fleet and all those guys get back into the lineup on a consistent basis, his role is going to change. Scotty Barnes, I think, is a – if he's not the best player on there, if he's not the best talent on their team he certainly will be featured as one of, if not the best talent on their team when all is healthy. This young man, OG, is without question, he is a, I think he's a star role player. Now, is it possible for him in his role to become an all-star? Yeah, I, I do. I think he he's he takes on the matchup. I think he's a coach's dream. Every coach would want a player like that. Mm -hmm. I think he's a winning basketball player and we, we should show him love here. However, I think it's going to be tough for him to maintain what he's doing once those other guys get back into the fold on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Because Siakam will be featured. Scotty Barnes will be featured. Van Fleet last year was an all-star. Mm -hmm. He will be featured. And they will be counting on those guys to play at a high level if they're going to advance. So, And if OG can continue to do this when those guys all return, th then I will begin to to echo what you're saying right now, but give him credit right now for holding this down. 
mm-hmm. because right now they need him to play like this. And that was a very quality win versus a Luka Doncic-led team, like just the Dallas Mavericks. And OG has been a big part of that. You know, I think that other teams in the league have been listening to this to this podcast because the Raptors strategy was very clear to get the ball out of Luka's hands. And um, the Mavericks are now 0-4 in games where Luka doesn't score 25 points. So uh, something's got to change up there in Dallas. We talked about it a lot last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, Dallas is Dallas has been interesting, Mo, because you and I spoke about this, and you know we don't need to reiterate what we what we talked about. I think it was last week we just spoke about it. Something is going on there with Luca. When I say Luca, with the Dallas Mavericks. Well, even even though you're saying Luca, that game against the Celtics, a fan uploaded a video. They were sat on the courtside seats next to the, the Mavericks bench. And during the timeouts, he just sort of completely checked out from listening to what his assistant coaches and the other guys were saying to him. And he just looked like he didn't want to be there, which was kind of really weird to see. I don't know if he was just in the zone or he was just tired, but right, yeah. it did I have make no me idea. raise I my didn't, I didn't see the video. think, hmm, what's really going on? It, it's, again, watching them play, because they have talent. They have some talented players. And for some reason, it's not clicking with their group. You know, sometimes you'll see, like, for instance, because I know you watch the Celtics a lot. You watch it on the NBA. But you'll see the Celtics, and you go, they played well. Mm. We haven't said that really about the, the Mavericks all season. Lucas <laughs> played well. And then you may see Spencer Dinwiddie had a game here or there. But you haven't said, how many times have you said, the Mavericks played well? You no. haven't seen that. And the game where Reggie so, Bullock caught fire, the one game where he had a good game. But. Yeah, but you haven't seen, like the Mavericks played well. Like if you said, what's the brand of basketball for Dallas right now? And here we are, what, 20-some games into the season. You, you're still trying to figure out the combination because he's so talented on the offensive end. You got to have this, you know, mix it up with their with, with how they're going to play. So – you know, right now, who knows? Luca is talented enough, you know, and winning will cover all of this, all of those uh, things up. But right now, they have struggled to have an identity. 20, 20 plus games already into the season. I saw something this week that is going to put a big smile on your face. Yes, please and do. I, I don't know if you heard this already because it involves two of your favorite players in the world. Okay. I'm going to read you the quote. He can be better than me. Guess who said that and who they said it about? Two of your favorite players that we love to talk about on the show, and I'm not talking about Bobo. It's not Bobo before you guess that. Two of your favorite like, you players. Know. Well, if you go to, okay, I'm just going to go two of my favorite players. Giannis, if, if this, Giannis is like, I just watch him. Because that, to me, is what a pro looks like. Yep. Giannis is the and one then, who said it. Yeah. And then I'm looking at this kid, Victor. And I, and, and no, I, no, I no, have no. to admit. He's a player in the NBA. Player in the NBA. Uh, oh, yeah, well, Victor, to me, is in the NBA. He's, <laughs> his game has been broken. He's already he's dropped the, him in his mind. Yeah, Victor is already in the NBA, okay? Like, I, I, I'm just looking at, like, where this kid can go. I mean, he's that good. I have no idea who, who, I mean, it has to be my, who, who would say, who would give a quote? Kevin Durant. Giannis gave that quote. No, no. Giannis said, Evan Mobley can be better than me. 
Uh, and, those pretty, are, a, and those are two that's a pretty major and, and Mo, I, I remember you and I talking and I told you last year about Evan Mobley last year I just said Evan Mobley listen his stats everyone's going to look at him and say his stats are down I don't think his stat that is, that is true but mm-hmm. the thing is Donovan Mitchell and this kid Darius Garland right now they are playing an extremely high level on the offensive end. Both of those guards. I mean, both of them probably, I think both of them have had over 50 point games already. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're just, they're just cooking right now at the guard, at the guard position. However, if they are serious about what they are going to do once the playoffs begin, it's going to start and it's going to end with Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Now, Darius Garland and I'm saying this right now. Darius Garland is playing at a very high level, all-star caliber level. You could argue that he might be the best lead guard right now in the Eastern Conference. You could argue that. You could argue that right now. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You could argue. Hey, the man is cooking. He's I mean, cooking. I'm, I'm and then this kid, I'm mad. And this kid, Donovan Mitchell, has come over to the Eastern Conference. And he's playing at an all-star level. Okay, you, you, you the, both of those guys should be in the All Star game. However, mm-hmm. when the playoffs begin, they're going to have to figure out how to feature this young man Evan Mobley. And I know we're enamored now with small ball and shooting threes and crossing over and da 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 da. Big boy is going to have to figure. They're going to have to figure out how to get him in there because that is a young man. Who's a he at the very least, he should be 20 and 10 every night. Mm-hmm. And that comes with maturity. Okay, that comes with maturity because you don't see talents like Evan Mobley. Do you want to hear the full quote? Yes, I, I do. I want to hear it. He could be better than me. I don't see why he can't. It's up to him. I will always try to improve every day, but he has the skill set to be a very, very, very good player. He's seven foot tall. He can move really well. He can shoot. He's very smart. As you said, he watches tape of other players, which is very, very good for a young player. If he takes it seriously, he is going to be great. I didn't average what he is in my second season, so he's already ahead of me. It's in his hands. If he stays humble, continues to work hard, focus on the game and shows love to the game of basketball, he is going to be really good. Now, I feel like Giannis is not only a fan of Evan Mobley, but he must be a big fan of BJ Armstrong because that sounds awfully familiar to what you say about Evan Mobley as well. Almost word for word. So shout out to Giannis. Um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you know, you know what I love, Bo, is, and I love doing the show with you, is because it's great. It's great when you say things before there's, before mm -hmm. it, it becomes like a thing to say. You know what I mean? Like you'll hear things and then everyone will repeat because it's just the thing to say. Yeah. You know, but you and I, what I respect is you and I like to say it before it gets to the mainstream, before mm-hmm. it gets here, because we are watching the game. Because the mainstream is just you copying know, what we say. Yeah, Evan, Evan, listen, I, I remember watching Giannis, and I did I think Giannis was going to be the player that we see today? I did not see that. Nobody on earth did. I did see, yeah, but what I did see, though, Mo, is I knew I was seeing something I had never seen before. I just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I had no idea that the game was going to be the game that you currently see. 
I remember I watched Steph Curry play in college. Did I think Steph Curry was going to have the impact on shooting and the way the game was played like it is today? No. Did I know he could shoot? Absolutely. I, 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 you, you could see that. I could I I saw Klay Thompson in college. I didn't okay. I saw Draymond Green. Like I was watching Draymond today play against Carl Two Anthony moves. Towns, a seven-footer, and Rudy Gobert. Did I think that Draymond could have this effect on the game? Like, raise your hand if you were scouting the game, going, Hey, I think this guy can really play against seven-footers in the NBA. Raise your hand. Did I know that he could play as an undersized player? Absolutely. I, so what effect? I must say that I was perhaps the biggest Draymond Green fan in that year's draft. Like, he was my favorite. Even with Anthony Davis and everyone, he was my favorite player. So I was irrationally high on him, but there was no logic behind him. It's just because he plays basketball the same way I play basketball when I play. Okay. So if gut feeling counts for anything, then we can go with gut feeling. But no, I absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean, like and and so when you watch these guys and you watch the effect on the game. Now, I remember telling you in that draft because it was Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley and Scotty, Scotty, uh, Scotty, was Scotty Barnes in that draft. Was he in the draft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was in that draft. You know, Cade is an incredibly skilled player. I mean, he listen. What is there not to like about Kay Cunningham? Like, he just, he's a basketball player. In today's game, he's the perfect player, right? Everyone says positionless basketball. Check. 6'7", 6'8", check. Can dribble, check. Can pass, check. Can shoot, check. Has all of the handle and all of it. He does it all. He checks off every box. Now, but something about this kid, Evan Mobley, at seven, as a seven-footer, I was just intrigued about because I didn't know what he was, and he was doing it as a center, and they were playing through him in college as a center. And that position, as you know, Mo, is no longer exists. No one plays through, their, through the center position, and he was able mm-hmm. to do it. And then he comes to the NBA, Mo, and he's literally playing the small forward position because they know they got to get this guy on the court somehow. Mm-hmm. And he's skilled enough to go from a college center to a small forward in the NBA and excel. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just like, so to watch him and what he could be, well, I just think it's a matter of time before he really, I, I, I think he's a 20 I think he's a 25-point-a-game score when he figures it all out. He's uh-huh. going to fill out. And I agree with Giannis. Like, And you know what? If I was Giannis, I would be saying nice things about him too. You know why? Because there aren't many people that can match up with Giannis. There's no one. Okay. There is nobody. Okay, there is no one walking this earth. At least he's the same size as Giannis. He's a seven-footer, okay? I, I must say, I, I really hope I really hope we get a Milwaukee-Cleveland series in the playoffs this year. Well, I don't. I don't. Number one, because I hope Boston avoids both of those teams. But number two, because that is the toughest matchup for Giannis out of any of the teams in the East. I hope Cleveland plays your Celtics. No. Because Karis LeVert will score 50 at a game winner. Because he just hates us. Karis LeVert, and I don't want Mobley. I see, I don't want to, Mobley, I don't want to deal with. 
So I don't that's want to. Why I want them, that's why I want them to play the Bucks. <laughs> I, 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 because Mobley has an advantage, and everyone in the in the in the Eastern Conference for sure, except Giannis. Mm-hmm. I think that he's was. A- a- I was going to say, that's a really good draft class. They've all turned out really well, despite their college careers being interrupted by the, obviously, pandemic lockdown stuff, mm-hmm. right? you got Cade, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scott Barnes. Jalen Suggs is breaking out of his shell this year. Josh Giddey's yep. doing amazing things. Kaminga is slowly starting to come along. Franz mm-hmm. Wagner is amazing in Orlando. Davion Mitchell. That, that's nine players there that are all very solid. You look further down, Moses Moody. Really? minutes for the Warriors mm-hmm. on a championship team. Alfred Schengen had a monster game the other night. Um, you know, you, you, there's like uh, Bones Highland got picked up quite late in that draft that year. There was a lot of talent that came out that year. So credit to those Herb Jones as well came out that draft. Um, oh yeah, it's a, it's, it's a re- Mo. That's a really good draft. You have multi- Anytime you get multiple All Stars in a draft, you know that's good. That's Jericho a good draft. Sims those are some good names. Pick. I, I mean, yeah. he's. A, he could, I'd have him on my team any day of the week. Um, yes. But credit to those guys because they didn't have the easiest route to even get to the league because their whole season was disrupted by the lockdown. But um. What won't be disrupted by the lockdown is tomorrow's episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. So make sure you guys have subscribed so that you get alerted when it is out and that you do not miss an episode. Leave us a review and a rating. BJ and I will be back talking more NBA. So don't go anywhere. BJ, back ready for another week of action. You know it, Mo. You know it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go get it, my brother. We'll see you guys on the show tomorrow. Make sure you stay locked in and most importantly, get buckets.